0: Don't don't tease him with the Saint Lunatics like that. I'm
1: not gonna tease anyone with any Saint Lunatics. Yeah, yeah. We're bringing the straight Saint Lunatics for Peach Weddy. That's his name. Matt, Matt the Real Deal. Good evening. Hey, how's it going, man? It's good to be here. I am Ken Marangolo, joined as always in an Wayne's Worldy kind of way. <laughs> tease tracking Kevin Ricca. Rock on, Ken Marangolo. Party on, party on, Kevin. That's. Yeah. I, I you, try to you, put a twist uh, on it. God, a basement you, twist on it. I uh, appreciate it. You can basement on. You can basement on this week. I actually watched that shit, that movie, like recently.
2: <laughs> it was on TV.
0: One <laughs> or part one or two? That's, that's, part that's, one. Uh, one. There is a I'm two. Gonna, I'm going to end this Hell with a yeah. sledgehammer. No, I just you say, hated that hey, movie? Really? You no, brought it up. No, I just you hate, brought it up. Say that we would have to talk about that movie after all the good stuff we've been talking about all night here we got plenty more good stuff to talk about. All right,
1: so this is the Redskins 5 o'clock club, you know, six-pack of the Mondays, mix-it-up segment. And we'll start first off right off the bat with Billy Kilmer, who had the best idea of the day, or the first idea of the day, which also tends to be the best idea of the day. And that was Joe Barry, because we haven't talked about Joe Barry. I don't think we've talked about him once in the last month and a half, two months. Um, I guess he, he... his. He's talking about talk about the kind of players he's had at his disposal. I think some people think that he might be on the hot seat um, going into the season. Uh, clearly, the Redskins struggled at the most important part of you know NFL defense, which is stopping the run. Um, so his question is, uh, did he did Barry do poorly? Uh, did he do well? Um, based on what he had to work with. And what can a defensive coordinator realistically accomplish with our current set of defensive players? I, I don't think he's saying like you know they're terrible. Um, he's looking for how's he going to stop third and shorts. Uh, how's he? How, and how much of um, how much of I guess how much of our problems are, are related to Joe Barry? And uh, I don't know. We haven't talked about that at all. I I, I told him hey we're not going to break out any advanced analytics. We never do. It, we don't know. Do I, I think.
2: I think to to take a big step backward and look at it, it. It's whether or not he has the right players. He has been given players to become successful. Last year was not a complete success. In fact, there's a lot of question marks in the offseason. season. I think he is on the hot seat because it's Washington and somebody's got to be on the hot seat. And it's uh, you know it's not the head guy. So. Uh, somebody's got to be the goat that is going to be sacrificed at the end if things just don't go the way that, that you know, everybody hopes it to go. And I think right now defense has got to be that one phase of the game that's uh, got the biggest spotlight on it for the season.
1: We have to stop the run. We've got to stop the run. I mean, I, I, you're not, he's not going to be around for another year if we, if we give up, you know, gads of yardage on the ground, uh, especially as the season wears on. Um, I don't know. I always kind of thought, and you guys know this better than me, um, but I, it just as kind of like a, for lack of a better term, rule of thumb or just a general broad ideology, stopping the run is, is, is as much about, uh, you know, wanting to do it as it is about having, you know, being able to do it, you know, putting your nose in a place. I mean, London Fletcher wasn't the biggest guy on the field. Plenty of guys aren't the biggest guys in the field. Neither was Su'a Cravens the other night either. Neither was Su'a Cravens. <laughs> you know, it's, it seems to be almost like a mentality. I always think of Jeff Fisher, Buddy Ryan, yeah. uh, Rex Ryan, uh, the Steelers. Um, I think about I and I, you know, obviously I think about Jeff Fisher's mustache. I mean, if you have that kind of a mustache and you're leading a defense, do you think anyone's ever going to just cry? You know, cry about getting hit. I mean. Some of the most physical defenses behind that mustache. I want to punch that mustache. Oh
0: God, I do.
1: That, that one of those Titan, one of those years uh, on the Titans. They they were right up there with the uh, Ravens, right up there with the Bears statistically. Um, I give I, I always give Jeff Fisher too much credit. We'll put the Jeff Fisher part of the show to bed. How much of it is mentality, and how much of it is elite talent? And
0: well, he's had one year here to create this culture from what it was, you know. Uh, He's taken over this job with a bunch of, a bunch of hurdles. Uh, All these same things we're hearing about him right now. We heard about Jay Gruden after his first year. You know, you're on the hot seat. If you can't run the ball or stop the run in this situation, Uh, it's going to be on Joe Barry. Let's see what he does. Let's see how he uses Josh Norman. That's going to be a big way that uh, this year is defined by him. Let's see how he uses the rookie, Sue Cravens and brings him along. I kind of like how we're starting him off on the inside and letting him work his way out and figure the the defense out and how it works uh, from the inside out. Uh, Let's see how he uses Josh Norman. Our biggest offseason acquisition. Let's not have one of these situations where the corner and the defense don't fit. I think uh, we right. can judge him a lot based on how he does in that field. And obviously stopping the run in short yardage situations. He, he, but Let's give him let's give him this year before we, you know, next year talk yes. about the hot seat. Fine. No, but. Uh, I think he is on the hot
2: seat. Because, again, I think it's Washington. Somebody's ass is on the line. Sure. If if things don't go well. And Joe Barry's probably the best candidate right now. But Ken makes a great point. And I think... I think after hearing you can say what you just said, I, I we all knew who Greg Williams's defense's personality was. We all knew what you were getting. Do we know what we're getting with Joe Barry? Does he have no, an Greg identity? Greg Williams had a lot
0: of Sean Taylor, but does yeah. yeah, he have? Too. Yeah,
2: but I think Let's he was like, he was like that in, in in New Orleans. He was like that everywhere he went. He, he, he had, had an identity with his defense and his style of defense. What is Joe Barry's style? Wasn't of defense? Wasn't his
1: identity like uh, winless? Didn't they go winless in Detroit? Okay. His, I- his identity. i identity
0: is is was paying <laughs> out cash sums wow. for freaking. I didn't mean to get into that. That's, that's, uh, all that's, I'm saying that's is, that's not
1: the identity. He I'm just lucky he wasn't the Detroit Lions' assistant head coach who went through the drive-through naked. Of this is about. Getting uh, red
2: my, my point is, my point is, my point is, does Joe Barry have an identity with his defense? Do we know what it is? I mean, well, I don't does- think he had any
0: pass rush or corners last year. I think that's a fair thing to say. And if you don't have either of those two things, then it's hard to just attack the coach. I think it's kind of why he's kind of been in the background. But we to know quest- we can't really attack that. But we're also not going to take the other side and say, "Oh well, you know, but to qu- you can't win." To but Ken- Ken- year one is too quick to judge a guy that doesn't have one elite player on a defense. But Ken's
2: question was, do you need elite players, or, do, or is it up to the defensive
0: coordinator? Look, I think it's up to the... Name the me co- a defense, and a defensive coordinator that's an elite defense, and I'll give you an elite player on that defense. No, of course, of course, but
2: I'm saying, whether you have elite players or you don't, at the professional level, they're all professionals, and you have to have an identity with your defense, and you that is up to the... I think that the, the defense coordinator sets that tone, and his assistants help, right. and the the defense needs to buy into that. All I'm saying is, I don't really see that with Joe Barry. Maybe hopefully we'll see it this year. Hopefully, but I don't I don't know what his I don't know I, what his mentality I is. Love I, don't know, I don't know what a Joe Barry defense. I
0: like is what he to did like. to a certain degree with what we had to work with last year, uh, as far as uh, overall game plan.
1: When I mean, he was getting it done with Mason Foster and
0: Houston okay. Bates and That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Quentin
1: Dunbar and you know, the the third or fourth or fifth safety.
0: Quentin Dunbar is guarding Des Bryant yeah. on National Television. Yeah. And we're winning. I, I think that you have to give him credit in that respect. Quentin yeah. Dunbar also just got burned by uh, Aldrich Robinson twice a few nights ago. Happens. Guys had a damn good camp and had a damn good rookie season and he's still transitioning but uh, I think he'll be just fine.
1: I think our talent level is is improved uh, on defense. Obviously, we add Josh Norman. That's elite-level talent. It's crazy that we added that amount of talent. Just just put it on the pile. I
2: thought the starting D looked good.
1: Forget about, like... The Matt Ryan
2: looks like crap. So I, I, yeah. I don't know if one was better than the than right the other now. was bad. But, but, I mean, they definitely... That was one big thing I picked up from the first preseason games that the first team D actually did... Look like it's going to yeah. be enjoyable to watch. Hopefully, if they, we got to see a much larger sample size, but I know I agree with that. I'm just trying to talk about Joe Barry. You brought him up. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this is the year I think he needs to establish some sort of identity, some sort of
0: you know uh, um, stability there. Or I, I think he is going. I think the players adore him. They adore playing for him. Uh, he's always got a fresh pair of J's on. I mean, I like the guy's attitude. You know, he can he can he mixes up with the youngsters and he can be a vet. Uh, you know, I love his energy Let, let's give him this year see what he does. you know I, I still don't think we have a top 10 situation PC. on D, but I think we can win a hell of a lot of football games if this guy does what I think he's capable of.
1: this get this is my opportunity to do my um, my the, my Redskin way talk. I won't give you the whole full version of it, but what we've finally gotten to in my opinion with McLovin is a Redskin way. so obviously he he inherited uh, he inherited Jake Rudin. He inherited. He really inherited RG3 to, to a certain degree. He inherited uh, a, a, an organization that changed its style of offense from Schottenheimer to Spurrier to Gibbs to Zorn to Shanahan. Now to to Gruden, we we never we, our, our roster never fit our scheme, and we were always behind the eight ball trying to make that happen. And we were always looking for a coach to come in with a way to do it because we were hoping that our coach was going to be the answer. That we, we you know the the J, Joe Gibbs CEO. Uh, model. We were hoping that the head coach was going to come in and, and, and be the answer. And we, went that, you know, we didn't hire necessarily coaches so much as we hired ways to do it, including Go- Joe Gibbs, including, obviously, um, uh, Mike Shanahan. I mean, hell, when Spurrier came in, we freaking got rid of Stephen Davis and, and brought in Trunk Candidate. You know, we, 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 we have bought in totally to our coaches. And I think Joe Barry is a, is a perfect example of a guy who's here, not to do it Joe Barry's way. He's here to do it the way we want to do it. When he when he's gone, we're going to bring in another guy to do it our way. And I think that goes for the J- I think that goes to the head coach. That's why I think Jake Rudin is is a very safe safe coach because I think he wants to do it the same way McLovin wants to do it and I think McLovin is ultimately in charge and when you have a general manager or someone at that level who's running the ship, then all of a sudden you have you're not worried about when a coach leaves, oh, my God, we have to freaking reinvent everything. Our locker room culture, you know, the way we run plays, the way we draft players, the kind of free agents we target, um, the manner in which we want to develop our players. It was always at the coaching level for us, and now I think it's at the, the top level, and I think it just minimizes the impact, at least at this point in time. If Joe Barry was bad, it would it would minimize that impact. But and I, and I, but you give him some ceiling, You give or you give him... He has plenty of opportunities to be successful here. But but
2: I agree. I mean, I agree with both of you guys. I think he needs to prove something this year. He could be gone at the end of this year. If 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 they don't make playoffs, if it's a disappointing year and many see to see, a, see it as a setback, somebody's gone. It's not Jay. Somebody's gone.
0: Well, and I think
2: that would yeah. probably be
0: the number one candidate.
1: A lot of people are going to get credit for us going to the playoffs this year. By the way,
0: yeah, and this guy also falls underneath that umbrella. I mean, yeah. McLovin. You know, I'm not hoping for it. I'm just saying that's that's where he is. I agree. He's got to show it. Chief McLovin, you know, he was he was in on this one.
1: Well, you know, you you're we're not in the coach's, um shop for the groceries and cook the dinner. Uh, you know, we're not, we're gone from the Parcells, uh model in that regard. We're we're back to an organization yeah. run by an executive. And he's doing the shopping, and he's setting the menu, and, and he's hiring people to run his
0: restaurant. And he doesn't have a FUPA either. He doesn't have a FUPA no, either. That's that is, that is a fact.
1: Um, all right, let's move on to, who was it? Was it Barnum who asked about the preseason? I think, uh, let's see. I got it right here. I think that was Barnum, actually. What can you take away from the preseason? I'll find out exactly who it was, but it's, What's what's worth, worth, worth taking away and what's not worth taking away? Let's just do one thing each, because I think there's a long list, obviously, um, of things that matter and things that don't matter. But, Kevin? What doesn't matter? I have, I'm not going to be the one who says it, but something that's happened this preseason, let's start with something that's happened this preseason that everyone's getting excited about that doesn't mean anything.
0: Well, I... I you're leading towards something specific I'll let you two geniuses figure that one out because what I was going to say doesn't matter is the hangover getting all excited to go watch the game pop down a bunch of drinks you sit down you're ready for something that you know is not going to happen but something in you wants to believe that there could be something worth and then you just get gut punched with grey boredom for so long and you cross your fingers chugging down whatever it may be hoping that no one gets hurt thanking God that Trent and Jordan got the night off I mean oh yeah so that's what doesn't matter to me anymore the hype the excitement. Now I get it. I'm going to watch. Yeah. I wish no, no, that's- I wish I didn't. But I'm going to I'm well, watch, I hate myself for it. Watch every single I do terrible.
2: I agree. Uh, you know, I, I Hype. agree. Hype. The, the the whether you win or lose is not necessarily you know all that important. Okay. You know, I mean, it's not for about the only that. time ever in anything. No no, 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 it's not. It's not about you know your record because you actually your record in preseason has no correlation. And I, I I I go ahead and challenge anybody to go try to find one. <laughs> I bet it has no correlation to, to your success or or not success in the in the season. So I agree with Kevin, but just to, to give another one, it's it's the, you know, fourth quarter running back who qu- actually looks great.
1: Or quarterback. Who
2: looks great, but, I mean, he's not playing against, you know, number ones and number twos. He's playing against, you know, I doubt some twos, but threes and fours. So, I mean, that's another thing that in terms of what not to take away.
1: All right. I'll, I'll wrap it up with one. Uh, Deshaun Jackson beating Josh Norman in, in, a, in a play at practice. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Let's move on. Let's talk about something that does matter. So, something that's happened so far. Let's talk about something concrete, an actual thing that you've seen or heard either in the game or in, in the last week or so of practice that you think to yourself, wow, this is, this,
0: that matters. That's gonna,
1: that, could literally, that could easily mean a win or two.
0: Sua Craven's presence on the football field. God, he looks like he's 15 years old. He looks like he's 190 pounds soaking wet tops. His uh, grace, I guess, his ability as a slasher on defense and playmaking capabilities, and when you see this frame that's going to fill up and fill up, and we got a he's young He's 230. Buck. I know, but I'm telling you, he looks in that jersey at the inside position like a little kid to me that's flying around and knocking the crap out of everyone. When he fills out as a man, I'm, I, I know he's a stud. Don't get me wrong. I'm telling you, that guy can go do whatever he's he stud. wants. He can go, he he's can play, a football player. He can play four or five different positions. He's a football player. And I, a think football that, player. I think seeing that up front, up close that mattered
2: and I think right now maybe putting him at linebacker and getting him to learn that position it has more to do with we need help there more than we need help I think right now and today at safety and it only is going to make him a better football player all around like you say and use him in all kinds of different places that's That's where he's weakest but put him in there now let him learn on the fire you know let him learn on the go a position where we need his type of athleticism I think it's brilliant I, I, I didn't like it at first. I didn't know what they were really doing with that at first, but I think that makes more sense now, actually seeing him play a game. But you yeah. say Sue Craven's presence. My thing is Doc's absence. I think there's yeah. something more here than what we know. And the one thing that, that somebody said, and I don't know who it was, but somebody said, listen, if this was not a big deal, then so they'd be saying, and Gruden would be saying at press conferences, You know, he's on schedule. He's actually ahead of schedule. You know how they always say that? Such such assurance that he's going to come back. They don't say anything.
1: Well, they're anything pissed. They're pissed about that. Everyone's they don't mad. say
2: anything about that. So there is a much bigger story going on there. The whole hand thing with McLovin too. I mean, it, it, the conspiracy theorists are going crazy that that you know, he got the news and, and and slammed something and he broke his hand or whatever. I mean, but I do think Oh, he admitted there's it. There's something there. He
0: said, "Yeah, I got there's the news and I there. punched the wall." Yeah, yeah, there's but something there. I, the latest is we got a week to figure that out.
1: I think you we, we should be realistically looking at a guy who won't be on the field until week 8. I think he starts the the season on the pup list. I I hope like our best case scenario is that they're being honest and that the the real thing they're doing is babying it. Right? They're just babying the shit out because of we thing. can afford to. Because at the we position. can afford to at the position. Um, they think My they, thing is, is just they and they later do
2: down the line, if if something really goes bad here, later down the line, it's it's the why did we make that trade? Why didn't we? You know, we 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 could oh, have gotten oh, better oh, value. We, you know, we can hold on timeout. That's all I'm saying. I'm they saying said, that the one they said pick he's got a week or two. The to question figure this was, out.
0: we'll know this in a week or two. The
2: question was, what do you take away? That's yeah. serious. I think that's a big, I think right now you're taking away injuries. We always say injuries is the worst part of preseason. This is in my opinion is one of the bigger things to take away from preseason
1: right now. I, I totally agree. I, I expected to see him playing. Um, I see this. I don't necessarily look at the trade because um, we traded one pick. We swapped one pick and you know, I think he was just he, we got something for it. Um the it makes me think a lot of people had Josh Doxon going in somewhere between 10 and 12 and 13 ish in the draft. A lot of mock drafts had him in that range um as a guy that even maybe there wasn't necessarily a need play a need a uh, um you know player at that point in the draft. Like he he could have been uh, a luxury play, you know, pick already the fact that he fell to us now I'm starting to wonder, hey, I wonder if some other team got onto this, and that's the reason why he was there. I definitely wonder that. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you take the best player available. I think he was the best player available. Um, they, you know, if, if he's, contr- I think there's a real good situation. I mean, look, Odell Beckham. Think about Odell Beckham. You know, he missed a bunch of time his rookie year, and he came back and lit the world on fire. Um, it, you know, it happens.
0: I don't know if it's going to be an Odell Beckham resurgence of him rookie year, but how about if it's just... You know, an Achilles injury, uh, a very you know sensitive part, an injury uh, on in our franchise right now. How about we maybe taking our sweet ass time? We're him with a rookie, and why not? Because we can. How about that's just all it is? Maybe that's yeah. what it is. We're just Strasburging him in the preseason. I just think
2: it's you know, I just think it's
0: no, it's a certain concern. I agree yeah. with you there. We talk about We talk about of things. You know, uh, absolutely concerned. I wanted to watch him play. That, that would have been one of the fun things about last week's game. Just to watch him run a route would have been oh, super interesting. That's all. That's I'm with you. Absolutely agree with that. I'm just saying maybe this is just what it is. Before we, all uh, right, doom and gloom. It Here before we, we wait ju- for
2: something bad to happen. Before you know? we <laughs> jump to the
0: last topic, I'll give you one more
1: thing that I think matters quickly, and that is Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis's presence. I thought the fact that he started the game when Jordan didn't go over Niles Paul. I think that that matters. I think that um, he's. He, I think he the 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 amount of you know that he wants it matters. Um, and if he, he showed can, some juice, didn't he? If he well, he's got to make that catch. I know that's he got to go. You got
0: to go of up. Got to make the catch He it. got there. He got Vernon. No, 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 Vernon, no. go up. Put the hands Inside. the other way.
1: Go up and get it.
2: Go up and get it. <laughs> Attack the ball. Don't let it come to you. Attack the ball. The guy's a monster. You know, a monster. I think that's one of the knocks he had on him. You know, something like that. But I agree. I think he looked good. I think he looked you know uh, like he it was a he had some you know energy to him and i think i again you i just think pop. with him but with him and reed in at the same time yeah y- y- defense are going shit
0: <laughs> you know there's there's a lot of strong side guys going oh, i got to cover yeah, right in this package yeah, this And about a 10 by 15 uh, an old pro route runner as well running backs
1: i believe scummy rose raised the uh issue of running backs and man he took it I think he got he started quite the conversation on running backs Um, because that was the biggest negative coming out of the first game. Where's the running game? Where's the running game? It certainly you know it wasn't. Is it the backs'
2: fault?
0: I don't know if it's the backs' fault. All right. Well, I will say this: What happens the first week in the first scrimmage in any team I ever played on since I can remember playing? The defense is the head of the offense. The D line kicks the O lines' ass, sorry, O linemen. But we all know that those first couple weeks, we're getting it all together and squared away up front, and. And, and granted that this is Week Three in the preseason or Week Four, and it's still looking like this, uh, I'll get it. Uh, I'm going to give them one pass. I'm not always going to be saying, "Oh no, everything's going to be okay." But Week One, that's a tough. That's a tough one. That's a, that's a tough one. You got inexperienced backs left and right. You got an O line that's you know supposed to come together after one year. I, I don't know if we're that good.
1: Were well, you at Niles Paul um, in the backfield as a fullback on some of those plays, and he, he was? causing more problems for us than helping us because he, he he started the traffic jam in the backfield on at least one of those plays. Um, I, that was I did, I was
2: not I was not that impressed with our up front either. I, I think some right, guys got I blown think, off the ball. I think some I guys think lost what ground. That's this week. That is where the spotlight has got to be sure. um, no for, the rest, doubt. for the rest of this preseason. No, no doubt about it. It's because been put, it's No been matter, how, matter how good Kirk looks or comfortable or how well he's throwing, you don't have a running game, it's going to be hard. It just makes it hard. That's it. So, I help mean, us, that,
1: that's be where the spotlight is. Help helps out my bet. I think Kirk Cousins will throw the ball 40
0: or more times. I've said it in too. One. But, but I also th- think that that will make our run game effective. If. Our run game is effective. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Figure so, figure that one egg. out, Check whoever's chicken listening. Chicken great. the egg, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Some sem- you like that analysis? Stuff. Yeah.
0: Can't <laughs> See, be wrong when you can't be I was, right.
1: I was right there with you. Fattening you frogs could,
0: for snakes, baby. You can fatten,
1: fatten those frogs Thank for those you. snakes. I, it's, it's true, because we're going to throw it. I think we're going to throw it on first down a lot. I think we're going to throw it on second down. And on the, but on the I down, think we're
0: going to throw it on third. <laughs> but
2: it was, it was in the comments today. It was, I mean, it was in the comments of the six-pack. You know, is this... But is this Jay Gruden's comfort zone to be the the run, pass first run second guy? Every,
1: every, or is it because
2: we don't we actually can't run the ball right now?
1: You want that's to be that. I think they all lust after being that guy. I think that they all all of those quarterback guru offensive whiz bangs. None of them want to be known as whiz bangs. Whiz nice, bangs.
2: Nice word. None Good of call them call on that
1: by the way. None of them wow. want to reinvent the running game. They all want to reinvent the passing game. They all... They, Jay Gruden... Uh, John Gruden, shit, he had like six quarterbacks on his roster at any given time. Always looking for that guy who, in my, my opinion, he wanted to do exactly what you just said, is be the guy who lives and dies on an offense that throws it 40-plus times.
0: I'm going to tell you this, though. Every single one of those guys you're talking about, when you're talking about the Gruden brothers, the the, the son Shanahan's. of coaches, the Shanahans, these guys were grunts. These guys were, Great these guys were not handed anything in the business. That's right. These guys have earned everything they've gotten, Without a doubt. and there is nothing... And for back of a, a lack of a better term, that's going to get these guys off more than in the fourth quarter with six minutes to go, hitting the button that says, run it up their ass for the W. Yep. That's what all of them aspire that's, to be and that's do. Right. And that's what gets them off. they got to get themselves to that point somehow, some way, throughout the course of the first three and a half quarters. By throwing. And if that is what it has to be, but it has to point towards wrapping that bad boy up, on the ground and every offensive coordinator from that level all the way down to the bottom has to know that that's the that's the the finish button that's key. you know b button twice with r1 2 whatever you got to do to finish that bad boy off we believe, they man, need to get to that point
1: that there's teams certainly in college obviously mm-hmm. there's teams that could show up on any given saturday against 90% or more probably of college football teams and run it every single time and win by double digits most yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and I there certainly are NFL offenses that have been capable of that on certain days. Every team flashes that you know. Even the Oakland Raiders, you know, will put together a you know McFadden, Murray, um, whoever the other, their other guy was last year. Hulu, I guess. Uh,
2: like yeah. Well, one one way I look at it, sometimes remember the run and shoot. You know, it was put up Tom huge Clark? numbers. Put up huge
0: numbers. A huge, I watched you know, Mouse Davis film up, before I went to play for him. Catholic.
2: Put up huge numbers and everything. Like I threw it, you know, a hundred times a game. But there they. There were days where it wasn't consistent, and it wasn't anybody's fault. It just it doesn't work out. Running games are consistent. When you have a running game, it is consistent. And in football, if you have consistency that is successful, you're going to win more times than not. And that's why the running game is so important. I don't know if we have that consistency, and I think that's, again, that's where the whole spotlight's going to be from, from here on out. I think we're not going to have side. that
0: consistency, but if we can have, for a baseball term, timely run game. Timely run game. I'm talking about, obviously, third and short. I'm talking about late in the half and late in the game. Timely run game. we got to figure it out. I'd like to know if we can rely on it in the first quarter, second quarter, and third quarter at times, too. Not with this O line.
1: Which then is I think
0: that's bad. It is bad. It but is that's bad. why we surround ourselves with an umbrella of weapons on the outside. We're playing to our strengths, and we got a damn good pass-blocking offensive line. That yes, can do. get better blocking the run game. That's what I think the aim and goal is yeah. for us, right?
1: Without a doubt... Um, I do. I. I don't think Jay Gruden's going to be try out there trying to um, get get overly cute with it. If, if to answer your question, if you could if you could count on your run game for four quarters, they would, like you said, you know, they would fall over calling those plays. Yeah. Um, but it just seems like when they put together the modern offense, it's very past. I mean, the rules of the game have changed right. over the last six years alone. They encourage you to throw the ball more and more and more and more.
0: If that's what the deal was, we'd have a lot more shiny toys on defense this season. With that type of situation. Well, we got Josh Dorman and Snow Ravens. I, know, Sue no, no. Cravens. I know. Oh, okay. I'm just okay. saying, if we were a run game only, we're not going to have all these toys outside. Josh Doxson might not be that first pick. We might not still be keeping Pierre and D. John Jackson outside. We're not, we we'll might see. not have yeah. gotten yeah. Vernon Davis. We might have just gone power tight end, Logan Paulson, uh, Logan Paulson the second on the other side. <laughs> I want to no, let Joe have Huffing? at it. I right. see, there you go.
2: I want to see week Tom six. Huffing. I think the number one team in both. The NFC and the AFC are going to be the number one rushing teams
0: in the NFL. I'm going to take that bet, right? Yeah, I'll take that bet, too. I'd love to have that. I'll take that bet. All right. I think that might used to be the case, and it still could. But I think. Doesn't (laughs) mean they run it more than they throw it. All I'm saying is the teams at the top are the
2: ones that run the ball the best.
1: Well, I mean. Consistently. I mean, you, that's not necessarily true. We'll I mean, see the, 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 Week the, six,
2: we'll write it down. Washington okay.
0: Redskins in 2012 led the NFL in rushing yardage. From yes, the they did. Scrimmage.
1: They, were, yep, they were they were a great running team. But but the what, whoever won that year, was it the Patriots or <laughs> Saints or I don't know who won? Baltimore. Baltimore won it that year. Um,
0: Joe Flacco. The
1: elite Joe Flacco. I mean, he, he got his hundred plus zillion dollar deal on that game alone.
0: Oh, no. It was that whole postseason. It was a postseason. It was a magical postseason, and he earned it.
1: It's a good bet. T. I'll I'll I'll, I'll bet on the passing game um, in the first six weeks, and I I think the best pa- the best running game in the league is certainly not accompanied by the worst passing game. I I'd say you, you, your Saints, your Patriots, your Packers offenses that are the highfalutin forty seven hundred plus yards of passing yards uh, in in a season, um, they they still manage to crank out you know two grand rushing yards easily.
0: Um, Just like I'm talking about the trending about running the ball in the last six minutes of the quarter, these teams as a whole are trying to figure out how to run the ball best at the end of the year. When the weather changes, the playoffs are coming, or you're in the playoffs. Obviously, when it matters the most, they want to have that run game polished up the most is where I absolutely agree with you. The first six weeks, I think they don't mind flinging it around in the domes and in the beautiful temperature in the nation all through September and October.
1: So let's go out on this Redskins-related question T are the Redskins? Is the Redskins offense built to set up the run with the pass, or is it built to set up the pass with the run?
2: <clears throat>
1: I I I, I kind of hate those terms. Yeah, me too. Um, it's very binary. Uh, I
2: think that they are going to be a pass-first
0: team. Perfect. What do you about yes. you guys? I don't know if we're going to be like a pass-first team. I think we're going to be a way better passing team than a running okay. team, and therefore we will pass the ball way more than we'll throw the ball.
1: I think Kirk Cousins. I run the ball. Sorry. I think Kirk Cousins has a fan. Fantabulous year! I think he cranks it. Um, I think we are a pass happy team, and I think that we're able to run the ball effectively because of our success in the passing game. Um,
0: That's just how we're built, man.
1: Yeah, and, and obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm this best case scenario type stuff. But um, but that covers that covers our Redskins stuff for the night. Our Redskins uh, five o'clock segment, I, I think, for the for the evening.
2: We're getting close, boys.
1: We're getting close. We're getting I love close. the fact that we're talking about week six. We're, we're just had, like randomly just like throwing some week six stuff out there because it, that's how close we are. Don't forget about Kendall Reyes. Everybody vote for Kendall Reyes in your, in, on your ballot. <laughs> this was the Audible.